Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new episode. Hey, okay, so tonight, The Swan Princess, we're going to talk about more of those films, 9 and 10. I thought about talking about just one of them, but I decided I'm going to talk about both just because they're just like basically back-to-back films. Like, I feel like both these movies were just like done as one big movie originally. And then Nest was kind of like, you know what? This is like more story than we need in one film so we're gonna go ahead and chop it into two they even came out one year right after the other one was in 2019 the other was in 2020 so I feel like these were definitely meant to be one big movie and then they just split into two parts which honestly I'm not even upset about so we're going to talk about uh number nine which is Swan Princess Kingdom of Music and we're going to be talking about Swan Princess A Royal Wedding. Ten is a continuation of nine and both these films take place in both Odette's Kingdom and another kingdom I believe of Cathay. Cathay I think is the other kingdom which is an Asian kingdom. The first half of the the two movies really takes place in, our, in Odette's Kingdom and is about their daughter Elise growing up. She's actually 18 in this. Out of nowhere she's like a coming-of-age woman and she's she's an adult and so is um cutter i believe his name is cutter um is also an adult they're both you know grown now and elise is having her coming of age party and she's kind of you know this is like kind of her time to pick a suitor sort of kind of not really but like that's kind of like what they're leaning towards and you know she's really interested in cutter so cutter is coming back from wherever he's he's been and he and Elise are kind of like you know meeting up for the first time in a very long time I guess and they realize that you know wow each other has really grown up she's attracted to him instantly he's instantly instantly attracted to her and it's very very cute it's a very kind it's kind of reminiscent of her parents when they were you know younger but also different because her and Cutter have had a great relationship throughout this whole you know series versus how Odette and Derek have had kind of like a you know, like a love-hate relationship, sort of, when they were growing up. Odette and Derek want to basically celebrate her birthday, her coming-of-age party, by having this festival of music. A finalist from, like, you know, uh, mythical, like, Africa, uh, Spanish country, and then there's one from, like, a more Indian country, and then one from Russia. And then we have another one from a Chinese uh, country. All five of these, you know, contestants have to compete for, for this top spot they bring these these people to Odette's kingdom and it's up to Elise to kind of show them around and show them the ropes of, of the kingdom the Asian prince is the one that comes last he's he's you know kind of tied up he he's really really taken by his father the emperor he kind of has been taken under the emperor's wing to, to kind of be his successor he also has a sister princess Meili is her name she's the emperor's child I'm not really sure which one is older I'm assuming it's Meili that's that's the elder child, I'm not really quite sure. I can't guarantee that. But she um, fell in love with a guy named Chen. And um, basically, he's been turned into a dragon um, by request of the king because the king does not want his daughter with a commoner. She, he doesn't like that idea. So he cursed the uh, her, her love interest, which, again, is kind of like the Swan Princess. But I'll get back into them later. Uh, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll talk about this now. So she ends up kind of being a stowaway on the prince's boat when she finds out that he is going to the kingdom of the swan princess. She's like, I think the swan princess can help break the spell. So she convinces her dragon boyfriend to come along with her, which he does. Um, and so then finally the prince is in the kingdom of uh, Odette and Derek's kingdom. And again, like I said, like, you know, it's Elisa and uh, Cutter are really, you know, they're they're getting along. They, they kind of, it seems that like they're going to be in a relationship 
Prince Lee gets there, there's just this animosity right away between her and him. She does something that he deems disrespectful. And even Queen Uberta is like just not happy with her. Um, she kind of, I think Uberta is kind of like leaning towards this relationship or at least her getting along with him. And, you know, she's just kind of like not really into it. So anyway, you know, the acts are performing uh, for her, for her party. And each act, I think, puts on a really great show. They're all kind of different, but I did notice that Prince Lee's performance was actually the only one that was like a slow ballad. Everybody else is like, you know, putting these overproduced, you know, songs together, which kind of like, there were a little bit of things that I found kind of problematic about these each of one of these performances. Um, but at the same time, like, I just was like, this is just weird. Um, so anyway, there are like three judges in, in this movie, which is going to be Queen Huberta, Sir Rogers, and then Jean Bob, um, who is just kind of rude in this. He's very, he's very much the Simon Cowell of this. Cause you know, the later movies kind of try to poke fun at pop culture, like what's popular now, like Survivor, Big Brother, all these kind of things. And of course, American Idol. So that's just kind of what they do in these later movies. It just kind of happens out of nowhere. Anyway, so they have to choose which one is the best one and which whatever, you know, wins gets to perform for her coming of age party um but it's crazy because all the people in the kingdom like they know these songs even though like everybody else is like all these artists are from overseas they know these songs in their kingdom they're like rocking out to them they're like falling all over themselves and i'm just like interesting like th this movie is like i'm not even sure what time period this is all taking place in because with all the spy gear and all the, the gadgets and stuff they have it's very like modern but at the same time very simplistic it's really weird i'm not really sure what's going on anyway so um prince lee and elisa kind of start like falling for each other like very fast and they start kind of getting along they play the harp together and realize they have a lot of things in common um i should add that the only way for uh, may lee and her boyfriend chen to break the spell uh, that he's under is for her to give up her true love she has to give up her true love so they go to odette's kingdom to find other ways for him to to turn back because you know she's the famous swan princess who was under a spell and like certain things are thrown in Derek's face that haven't really been thrown in his face before. Like the fact that he um, thought that uh, Bridget was Odette and like, like, I think it's Chen, <laughs> I think it's Chen who like throws that in his face and he's just kind of like, yeah, you're the prince that, you know, totally forgot that, you know, you, you pledged your vow of, of you know, um, undying love, everlasting love to the wrong woman, blah, blah, blah. And Derek kind of like, it's like, okay, like, you know, let it go. I made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. So there's like little jokes between them about what happened previously. Also, Prince Lee does not know that his sister and her boyfriend are there because um, she doesn't really want to take away from him and his performance. But also, I, I think she doesn't want to risk the father or anyone else finding out that she came uh, to break the spell on her boyfriend. Um, so at one point in, in this, you know, she realizes or he realizes that like, there's nothing that's going to be able to break the spell for them. So there's just no point in even trying anymore. Um, and so he kind of ends up like leaving her by herself because he's just like, I don't want to put you through this and you're never going to give me up. So I need to give you up. And of course, she's frantic. It's just very sad. But at the same time, her brother's falling for Elise. And it's kind of sad because Cutter is just really upset about it. Obviously, like it doesn't even make sense to me why they did it this way. Because again, I've explained this before. I don't like when characters all of a sudden just kind of switch up. Like she went from hating him to loving him and she just kept putting her best friend who she was eventually going to end up with like you know she liked him enough 
you know, on the back burner. Like, he didn't even exist. And I'm just like, I don't like when characters do that. I don't like when there's odd, this, this odd switch. And, like, because it changes the way you see the character, right? Like, at one point, they're, like, so smitten with each other. It was obvious they were going to get together. And then all of a sudden, it just turns into this, like, nope, I'm going to forget all about you. You don't matter to me because now I have this, like, new love. And it wasn't even like she was put under a spell, right? Like, it was just her and his own doing. And I was just kind of, I was really sad for Cutter. I didn't like that. And I felt like, again, like, Uberta was kind of pushing their relationship of her and the other prince. And I felt like, you know, Rogers was the only one who was really in his corner. Two movies really made me appreciate Rogers because of how much he cares for the character of, um, of, uh, Lucas he really uh, that's his name Cutter who's Cutter hello Lucas why am I calling him Cutter I don't know Lucas Lucas is the, I'm sorry Lucas is her her boy I'm oh my goodness Cutter hello what is this my stepsister from planet weird I don't know anyway so so you know he's like telling Lucas like you know don't give up on her you know you know dance you know learn how to, how to do the dance with her don't embarrass her and just you know just pledge that you love her, that you care for her. The time comes where, you know, Prince Lee is going to perform. He ends up winning the competition. Shocker, he ends up winning the competition and singing at her, you know, big birthday. And that's, you know, her coming of age party. And that's where he kind of sees that um, Lucas is really in love with her. And he decides that, look, I, you know, I can't come between them. So he ends up sacrificing his love for Elise for them to be together and that's what ends up breaking the spell of her sister of his sister and uh the dragon's like you know curse um so they're finally able to be together and they're you know happy and overjoyed you know he's brokenhearted but he'll get through it and elise still really cares for him but now she sees that cutter cutter hello that lucas is the one for her which i was still like mm, lucas lucas deserves better Lucas deserves better than that because I'm sorry, but no, when she switched up on him like that for like no reason, like it wasn't like they got into this huge argument or that I can remember, um, or that he did something super douchey to her. Like I, like it just, just seemed so weird. Like, I, like there's nothing wrong with realizing you have like an attraction to, to someone else. But again, you should totally make that known to the person that you are like obviously having feelings for first like she wrote his name down on her dance card of who she was going to dance with at her party and then like eventually ends up getting like scratched out for the other guy but you should have told him like look I'm having these strong feelings I don't know where they're coming from I need space from you so I can figure out what's going on here and none of that ever happens in these movies like the responsibility just isn't there. It's just, it's just not there. Anyway, so yeah, they end up getting together and like they end up like going off on some like retreat together for whatever reason, um, which leads into the next movie. So we end up finding out in this next film that there was a curse put on the as, on the dragon, as we already knew, but now we know a little bit more as to why. It wasn't so much just that the emperor wanted there to be a curse on the dragon, but more so because the person who cursed the dragon is the emperor's like like sorceress, and she was in love with Chen at first, but th their love was kind of unrequited, um, and so I don't think he felt the same way about her that she felt about him, and so she cursed him because she couldn't be with him. But now that the curse has been lifted, now she has to come up with a new idea on how to get rid of like this relationship between him and the emperor's daughter. So she decides to curse the emperor's daughter this time turning her into an old woman and once she is able to um convince chen that she is the emperor's daughter as in the sorceress uh which i think her name was um fang her name is fang 
when she's able to, you know, convince Chen that she is the love of his life, then the princess, the actual princess, will end up dying, which is really sad, very, very dark. But yeah, she ends up turning her into an old woman. And she's just, it's so sad because, like, she's telling people, like, I am, you know, I am uh, the princess. The princess is me. And no one believes her, obviously, because Fang is able to impersonate her quite like what happens in the original movie. So again, movie 10 and 9, movies 10 and 9 are really like, you know, going back to what the Swan Princess was known for um, in, in these like transformations and, and stuff like that. So that was kind of cool to see a throwback to the first film uh, like that. Um, I really like Fang too. Like Fang is an interesting villain because <laughs> let me say that a lot of the villains in these films are actually pretty interesting in their own right. Each one of them has their own kind of quirky, unique thing about them. You know, Rothbart, you know, he's a bad guy to the bone, but there's something about him that is a little bit charismatic. I can't, I don't really remember too much about the second and third villains. I don't want to speak too much on them, but I know that they were both like kind of quirky and kooky in their own ways. Count uh, Antonio was interesting. Niccolo, I haven't really watched his movie yet, but I've seen little pieces of it and he's just... He, I, th I think he's the most interesting for all the wrong reasons. Um, but then we have Fang as well. And Fang, I think, is really cool because we don't see a lot of her in number nine, like, at all. But in number 10, we really do. And we can see that even though she has put this terrible curse on the princess, that there's still something about her that's, like, interesting to watch. Like, she talks to herself in the third person. She's just, she's just a character. She's one of the most wicked, but at the same time, she's likable. And I love a villain that can be wicked and likable at the same time, and that's just something that's refreshing about Fang. Fang ends up putting the curse on her, and it's up to Odette and Derek to kind of figure out what is going on, because, like, they can sense that there's something off about the princess, plus this old woman. Like, like Odette and the prince are going back to their kingdom, and, like, she can't get out of her head this old woman was like you know you know me like you need to believe me which i was just kind of like why couldn't you just tell her who you were like this movie would have been so much shorter but again movie has to movie so she couldn't come right out and say hey odette i was transformed to this old woman by by fang no she had to say something that was very like you know almost cryptic and i'm like what the like come on movie like i know you have to movie but let's let's not do this so anyway um a young woman ends up really wanting to help her and really sees that, like, there's some sadness in her eyes that she's familiar with. And there's even, like, a royal guard who, you know, used to tutor um, the, the, the royal kids. And even he is, like, in love with with um, with May's uh, personality. Like, he thinks she's the sweetest girl in all the land. That comes in later, which is why I'm bringing this up now. Um, anyway, the prince is back home. And, you know, he's kind of, again, walking in his father's footsteps. And then we have, you know, the princess. And, and now the princess and her man have finally been accepted by the king because, you know, Odette writes this beautiful poem. And he's like, okay, I get it now. I get that I should have always accepted my daughter's relationship. And now that she's home and she's happy, I will finally, you know, give her my blessing. And the character of Fang, she's playing two parts. Obviously, she's playing the princess because she wants everyone to believe that she's the princess. But she's also still playing herself the sorceress uh, for the time being. And we find out the sorceress has this like green flame that kind of powers her up and without that green flame she basically would be nothing so anyway um she warns i think she like warns odette or somebody that like the queen oh the queen is sick and they need to get home fast they need to leave the kingdom because she doesn't want odette and the prince figuring out her plan right um because she's a swan princess and she's kind of come to the rescue or they have come to the rescue you know a few times and she doesn't want that happening so anyway um 
Odette and the prince leave on their way home. Um, something happens. Oh, I think the like the inch there's there's this squirrel who um he died a few uh, like a few movies back, but he's able to kind of like you know come between the realms and, and whatever. It's just, it's whatever. So he ends up going back and forth between Derek and um, his mother, Uberta, because um, the sorceress ends up telling Derek, you need to get home fast. Your mother's dying, which I was like, why is everyone having to, like, no one can just get sick. People have to die. Like, oh my God. So anyway, he's like freaking out. Like my mom's dying. What's going on? And the mom is fine. The mom is living her best life. Um, so anyway, the squirrel goes back and forth between them, which I don't know when the, the, the humans, besides Odette and possibly Derek, started like being able to communicate with the animals in these movies. But everyone talks to animals now. Like, I, they, I it's uh, whatever. Anyway, so they're all able to talk to each other. And the squirrel's going back and forth. And he's telling them, like, no, your mom is fine. Something must be wrong within the kingdom. So basically, Derek tells his mom and uh, Sir Rogers, you guys need to come here to this kingdom so we can figure out what's going on. But you need to come under, you know, in disguise. This really doesn't have too much to do with the plot. So I really don't want to talk about them. But anyway, they come as like this, this singer and her, like her agent is what basically happens. They come to the kingdom of Cafe. Um, and we don't see... Um, uh, Elise and uh, Lucas at all pretty much in this movie. They are like not really in this at all if I can remember correctly. So anyway the prince ends up kind of like falling a little bit for this young girl who wants to help take care of the 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 aged princess um there kind of seems to be like this bond between the two of them but again it would break tradition that they got together because he is the emperor's son and she is she is not of noble blood so there's a problem there their father is very much on tradition um they have this beautiful like mural that um uh chen was working on and before right when he got cursed the the mural was like ruined or whatever so he now is going back to work to fix it because again you know the kingdom's happy that the princess is finally reunited with her father and she's getting married and all these beautiful things um and then that's when things start falling apart for Fang. That's when o Odette starts to realize something's not right about the situation. And they find she and Derek, like I'm cutting out a lot of the movie because I'm just like, it's so much back and forth. But she and Derek finally see Fang switch from the princess to, you know, the sorceress. And that's when they're like, oh my gosh, like something really is up here. This is a huge, huge problem. So she ends up... Um, basically cursing them and putting them inside of the mural that I was talking about earlier. So they're kind of trapped in there. They can't really do anything to help the old woman, um, to help people figure out who she is. So the king ends up finding out, the emperor ends up finding out that Fang is like no good. And Fang is like, look, I will leave. I will never come back. Um, cause she plans on taking over the identity of the princess. So he doesn't know that that's what she did, but he ends up finding out that she's like trying to overthrow him. And he's like, not about that life. So she's like, okay, fine. I will, if you don't extinguish my green fire, my flame, I will just forever leave the, the kingdom. So he agrees. And so she then decides, okay, I'm going to do away with myself as Fang. And I'm going to become this princess. Because once I get married to this guy, she will die. And I will have, you know, free reign to do what I want. So at one point, there's like this beautiful moment where the old woman is like, she's fading. And she just imagines Chen with her. And he's just like caressing her and singing to her and I like this is at the same time that they're having the wedding um so they they're cutting to the wedding scene now she is now the princess uh 
Princess May is 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 Fang, and so she's getting ready to like once he lifts her veil and they look into each other's eyes, she will become the princess forever. But the princess in her old age is, is imagining her her man caressing her, telling her that he's there in her final moments, and it was actually really really touching. That was actually one of the best scenes and like in an animated movie that I've seen in a while, I was like, this is really touching. Like, I, I believe for a moment that he was there with her. I was like, this is really sweet. But she's fading. This is this is sad. So she, when she comes back to reality that he's not there with her, she ends up crying. And her tear somehow... Oh, and her tear in the, mur- in the, mur- in the mural... Hello, that's hard to say for me. Mural ends up crying. And what happens is it lands on Odette and Derek, who are like, of course, because, you know, movie has the movie, are right underneath her. And that breaks their spell inside of the mural. So they're able to come out and say, hey, stop this wedding. Don't let her get married to this man. And that's when Fang reveals herself to be who she is and decides that she's going to trap everyone inside of this this mural. Um, Oh, by the way, I I should say that the princess is then saved because she's able to to go back young because the, the the spell was broken and Odette believed this old woman. That's all that it really took was someone believing in her that loved her. Um, because Chen, of course, could not do that himself. Whatever. But anyway, even though he's been under a spell before, he couldn't sympathize with... But at the same time... Well, okay, let me say this. At the same time, for most of the movie, that Chen did not know that she was under a spell. They kept him out of the loop for that reason. Because I think even, like, the the creators of this film would have realized, wait wait a minute, Chet has been under a spell by the same woman. So naturally, he would believe, like, the old woman who said that she is the princess. Like, so I think that's why they kept him out of the loop for so long. Anyways, so she ends up putting all of them inside of the mural because she's like, you know, I'm going to finally do away with the princess. And because her name is Fang, she turns into this huge snake who can breathe fire because sure this movie these movies just do a lot with people's powers like one minute they're not that powerful the next minute they're super powerful but i'm also like that creates loopholes and kind of like well if you really wanted to do away with these people you should have done this this smarter thing but whatever anyway so it comes down to um odette and the princess um who are left out to to fight uh fang um as the prince also uh prince uh lee he goes down to the uh fortress to basically extinguish her fire um, with help of the young woman that he's attracted to. And so what ends up happening is um, before they can extinguish the fire, um, Fang finds the princess and she tries to burn her to death only for Odette to step in the way and get burned herself. Um, And then this is when the the fire is like basically uh, drawn out and Fang like demolishes into nothing it's a very like maleficent uh scene like from sleeping beauty where she just kind of turns into blah that's kind of what happens to fang and uh, unfortunately for odette she's like just odette's died too many times in this series and i'm just kind of like what are you i don't understand what odette is because she's died a few times and come back and that's not very natural i'm just kind of like i don't i don't i don't understand like i like how like she gets burned by this magical snake thing and like what and then before she's died a few times in the other movies right i think like once or twice she's died now this is like the third time third or fourth time odette has died so odette is like the baddest bitch odette is the baddest princess ever because i've never known a princess to die so many fucking times i'm just like this is not no no like 
This is not natural. People don't do this. People don't die this much. Odette must just be magic. I think Odette is magic itself because it doesn't make sense how she's able to die so many times and just like live through it. But whatever. So anyway, in this movie, she ends up getting burned. Everyone gets out of the the mural because the, the bad guy is, is down. And, you know, Derek, you know, rushes to her, which, by the way, the animation on his face was just bad in this moment. I did not like it. But anyway, he rushes to her side and he's just like weeping for her and everyone kind of bows to her. And just like says, all hail the swan princess or whatever. The next scene we cut to, she's alive and well there. She's actually like, you know walking down the sets with, with, with Derek, you know, getting ready to go to their ship and stuff. And, you know, the king is, like, he's very proud, obviously. And, you know, his daughter is just, like, falling apart because they're about to leave. And she's just, like, you know, she's crying. And he's like, nope, you must, you know, always, you know, contain yourself and, you know, gain composure. So that's kind of how he, you know, exits them, like, them leaving. But, of course, the daughter's like, nah, fuck that. She saved my life. I'm falling apart. So she's, like, crying to Aurora, uh, to Aurora, to Odette, telling her how much she loves her and that, you know, that she's the best friend she's ever had, which then causes the king himself to kind of break down and, you know, kind of cry, which is something he's not accustomed to doing. And then, you know, they cut to a scene with him and the advisor, his, like, advisor, the one that, like, was a tutor to the princess. And um, at first I thought there was going to be something between him and her when she was an old woman because they're just, like, he was just, like, laying it on her, telling her how much he thinks the princess is so great. And she kept rubbing his face, which I'm just kind of like, are they about to get it on old school? Like, I mean, do your thing. Y'all related, whatever. And y'all both of age, so do what you want. But at the same time, like, what's going on here? Like, girl, you, 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 but what? I don't know. That was weird. Anyway, so... Um, he ends up telling, you know, the, the, the vizier or whatever he is to him, like, I don't want any more change. We need to go back to tradition. And that's when he finds out that his son is with this commoner woman. And instead of being upset, he kind of just like accepts it because like he realizes that, you know, change can be a good thing. He rather his kids follow their hearts than follow tradition, which I absolutely loved about that part in the movie. And we actually see at the end, like this, the mural is done again with the addition of this young woman. I think um, there's like a few other add-ons into the mural that was originally just him, his wife, and their two kids. There's like even more characters added into that because he's kind of changed his mind um, about things. And I loved that. I, I don't remember we see Elise and her man at the end of this, nor do I really care at this point, but it was just a cute way to wrap up that story. There was, I don't feel like it was very open-ended. I think it was kind of chill, but it was cute. It was both of these movies together are really interesting films because like I said the first part really focuses on Elise and her coming of age party the second part focuses a lot on Odette you know Odette her prince and then obviously these these new royals it does a lot of storytelling in these two films and I kind of enjoyed both of them I think I like number nine better than number 10. I'm not really sure why, but I think it had to do with like the love triangle, which bothered me, but I thought it was cute. I also did like the inclusion of these other characters um, from these different parts of the world and how they were with each other. We don't really see a lot of diversity in most of these movie series um, and in, in this movie series either, but th there's a lot of it in that particular film. Um, I loved the four, you know, the five different cultures that they touch on. And there were just some really cool parts in, in that movie that I thought were really cute and well done. And number 10 was good too. So I would have to say my official ranking right now 
based off the films I've seen, is number one is still my favorite. And then number nine, after number nine is number 10, after number 10 is number seven. So that's kind of how I rate those movies so far. Again, I can't remember two and three, so I'll have to go back and watch those at some point. Um, and then I know, like, I've seen number four, the Christmas film. I was not a big fan of that one. The animation is just terrible. I haven't seen number five, or I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, number five and number six, so I have to go back and eventually watch those. Um, and then there's number eight, which I heard is really bad. So I have a few more to watch before I give you my full official list. But yes, that was my wrap-up of two films. The Swan Princess uh, Kingdom of Music and The Swan Princess A Royal Wedding. I would definitely recommend you guys watching those. I watched both of those films on Tubi. I believe one of, one, one of them is not listed, but I just kind of Google searched them and I was able to find them both on Tubi. But uh, like I said, one was not listed. The first one, I think um, the uh, Kingdom of Music was listed, but then the other one wasn't. So what happened was I Googled the first one. I found it on Tubi. And then I looked to see if there were any other ones. Could not find them. So I, again, Google searched for the Royal Wedding. And again, found it on Tubi. But when I went to the Tubi app, neither one was listed. So it was really weird. Um, so yeah, there's that. So like I said, there some of them are kind of everywhere. I know that Stars seems to be playing a lot of them. And I don't think I have any bundle with Stars. I know I have Stars on my television, like on my cable. But I'm not... I want to watch all these before the weekend comes. I do have two and three on VHS. So those are the last ones I'm going to watch because I already have them. The other ones, um, numbers four, five, six, and then eight. I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to watch those. Um, but I have like four more to go. I'm not, I'm not really that worried about it. Um, but yeah, guys, I'll see you guys in the next one. And we'll talk more about Swan Princess coming up. So peace.